Well, this evening I'd like to talk about something I haven't talked about for a long time, and you don't hear too much about it anymore, actually. I guess they uh, feel, I'm not sure why, <laughs> but anyway, you don't hear much about it. I'd like to talk about the Sabbath. And uh, used to, uh, you heard a lot about the Sabbath, uh, uh, just hear a lot of, and I guess more, maybe more older generations and if you work on the Sabbath, you know, you'll, you'll go to hell. And, but on television, and I don't watch a lot of religion on television. Generally, Sundays I'm getting ready. I'll have it on uh, something like that. And, but I can't tell you how long it's been. I mean, you just don't hear anything about it. I guess it's so common that uh, they don't even look at that anymore. But Sabbath. What is it? When is it is important? Uh, is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Is it a day of the week? Is it a day of the month? So there's much uh, to learn about the Sabbath, and, and we pray that he will open our understanding to it. Are we under the Sabbath? It was given to... Uh, Israel uh, and the law and the Old Testament are we under the Sabbath or do we pitch it out and doesn't mean anything not worthy of our study so I, I believe it's very interesting and I think most of you already know the answer what the Sabbath is but I, I think it's good to refresh our memory as we talk to other people uh, on this subject as it comes up I'd like to first go to Exodus chapter 16 we'll spend some time in Exodus and uh, this is where we kind of see the, uh, the usage of it, I guess. Exodus chapter 16. And uh, this is interesting to me about the manna and so forth. And uh, it's just amazing as I, we look at this. And if you manna, you know, it wouldn't keep overnight or wouldn't keep till the next day unless... <laughs> The next day was the Sabbath day, and then it was fine. Uh, you know, our scientists try to explain everything away. Uh, I don't know how they would try to explain something like that away. I, I like the... Uh, I may, I'll get off my subject before I even get started. But there, you remember the little Johnny in school and... and uh, uh, the teacher was making fun of the uh, Israel going through the floodwaters through the Red Sea. And uh, so, I, actually, I've kind of forgotten the story a little bit. But anyway, uh, it was red, and Johnny said, wow, you know, that uh, the day the Lord dried up the Red Sea, and they went through there, and wow, what a miracle that was. And, and the teacher, I guess, well, you know, it, it really wasn't a miracle. It was up in the north end, and it was only knee-deep anyway, and, and it wasn't really uh, that much. And little Johnny said, wow. And she said, what are you wowing about now? He said, how the Lord could drown Pharaoh's army in, in knee-deep water. So uh, kind of the, the, the way with this, I guess, uh, this manna, how do you explain? It would spool overnight in worms, but on, on the Sabbath, it wouldn't. How would you explain that? And even on the uh, the Passover, 
how did this plague kill only the firstborn? How would you explain? How would you explain that, uh, scientist or whatever? Anyway, okay. Uh, I got off course before we even got started. Exodus chapter 16, talking about the manna and, and verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain amount every day, that I may test them or try them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which uh, they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. So here we say on the, on the sixth day they can gather twice as much and prepare it and everything. So on the seventh day uh, they were having leftovers. I mean, it's all going to be the same thing anyway, manna to manna, but they didn't cook or anything. The seventh day is having leftovers. Uh, verse 14. And when the dew that lay was gone, uh, gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as a hoar frost, on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. For they knew not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you. To eat. This is a thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. And Omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for those who are in uh, the, his tents. And the children of Israel did so. And gathered uh, some, more, some more and some less. And when they did measure it uh, with an Omer... He that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it until the morning. So uh, uh, no leftovers or anything like that. And you say, Well, why did God have rules like this? Well, we'll see more, more a little later what it, uh, all this represents, or at least a portion of it does. And verse 20, and uh, notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning, and it bred worms, and became odious or stink. And Moses was angry with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating, and when the, uh, and when the sun became hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two homers, uh, for one man. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath. And to the Lord, Bake that which ye will bake today, and boil that which you will boil, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up until the morning as Moses bade, and, 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 did not, and it did not become odious or stinketh, neither was there any worm in it. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. 
Today you shall not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, in it there shall be none. So there wasn't going to be any on the Sabbath day for them to gather, but they would go ahead and prepare it on the day, on the uh, sixth day. Go ahead and prepare it enough for the next day. And, but if they gathered twice as much any other day, it would rot. But on, this, on the seventh day, gathered on the sixth day, on the seventh day, it was fine. Again, scientifically, I don't know, think anybody could explain that, but uh, it is a, a work of the Lord. Uh, so when you look at this, stand back a little bit and look at it. What did it take to keep the Sabbath? which was a commandment of God. What did it take? What did it really take? Well, I mean, God, God, of course. It was God's guidance and God's will. That's what it took. But if we look at it from, from our point of view, from an earthly point of view, what did it really take? What was the, was it a uh, curbing your appetite? I mean, what, what was it? For one, to keep this Sabbath. What really, and we'll see it on some other Sabbaths as well. It was faith. It was trust and believing what God said. So when they first started, I no doubt would have been guilty. I would have really gathered a bunch up. It's going to rot, but I probably would have done it. Only by God's grace I wouldn't have. But So what it took to keep the Sabbath, God's will, of course, and God's grace, but it was faith in God's word, trusting in God, and believing in God. That's, that's what it took. Exodus chapter 20, and like I said, we'll read a few things here in, in Exodus. Exodus uh, chapter 20, and again, this is part of the Mosaic law. Exodus 20 and verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou or thy son or thy daughters or thy uh, manservants or thy maidservants, nor thy cattle, nor thy strangers that is uh, within thee. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that is in, uh, uh, in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So here we have, uh, again, six days you work, and Sabbath, do no labor. You couldn't say, well, okay, I'm not going to do any labor, but I'll send my servants and hired staff out there for them to work. No, nobody was to work. That would defile the Sabbath as it was given to them. So, uh, again, this is part of the uh, uh, commandments of God. This happens to be uh, among the first 10 of the 610 or 613. Uh, but it is, it, it is a commandment given of God. Exodus chapter 31. And certainly we want to, what does it mean to us today? 
Exodus chapter 31. And verse 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord who doth sanctify you. So we see it's, it's a sign here. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. Death penalty. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, Holy unto the Lord, whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. So, the penalty is death penalty. You say, boy, that's, that's pretty harsh. Well, I guess it is pretty harsh. But, this is the law. This is the penalty of the law. Death sentence, or separation from life. I'll maybe go ahead and put that in there. It might mean something a little later. So the word Sabbath is, uh, itself is to repose, that is, uh, to desist from exertion or to cease. That's what Sabbath means, just to, just to stop. Stop work, stop exertion. So that, that's what it means as we look at it in this manner. Uh, Exodus chapter 35, while we're this close, just a, a verse or two there. Exodus 35 and again, we might say it's pretty harsh, but Exodus 35 and, and uh, verse 1. And Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord God had commanded that ye should do them. Six days shall the work be done, but on the seventh day thou shall be, it shall be holy uh, and holy day. A Sabbath of rest to the Lord, whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. Ye shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations upon the Sabbath day. So, as I said, they're eating leftovers. They're not going to kindle a fire to, uh, apparently some of them boiled this manna, some of them baked it. I guess for that length of time you'd try anything you could, I suppose. But they weren't even allowed to to kindle fire, to, to make this bread or boil this or anything. Uh, it's a Sabbath of rest. I uh, was reading a book one time, or see, now, I don't know if I was reading or watching some kind of a show, I can't remember now, but in uh, some of the Jewish communities, even in our modern times, they have... Well, apparently they get up early, like I do, I guess. But they get up, well, whether it's morning or evening. Anyway, they have a timer on the light switch. They won't even as much as have to flip that light switch. They've got a timer on. Talk about straining a gnat and swallowing a camel. So they, they go all out to do what they think is keeping this law of Moses, 
don't even, won't even flip a light switch on. They've got a timer on. So they're really, really out. And that sounds like what the Pharisees of old time would do, doesn't it? So they were, were to can, not kindle any fire. It's a Sabbath of rest. Uh, in Nehemiah's time, and I know, David, you was reading some of Nehemiah a few weeks ago. In Nehemiah's time, they weren't allowed to buy or sell. You say, well, that's, that's not work. Well, it's not necessarily. But the commandment was on the Sabbath, you couldn't buy or sell. And uh, Betty, I think, was telling me, I, my great-grandmother, uh, she had chickens and she sold eggs. And if somebody wanted to buy eggs on Sunday, which happens to be the first day of the week, not the seventh day of the week. But anyway, if you wanted to go to her house and buy some eggs on Sunday, she wouldn't sell them to you. But if you wanted to take a dozen eggs and lay the money up on the mantle, that's, that, that was okay. And we figured that probably real early the next morning she went to the mantle and got that money probably. So, uh, but so, well... Again, that sounds like maybe what something a Pharisee would do. Uh, but in Nehemiah, you weren't allowed to buy or sell on the, on the Sabbath. So again, Sunday is the first day of the week. If we're, if we're looking at the Sabbath and trying to decide not to work or something on the Sabbath, what day is it? Everybody looks at Sunday as a Sabbath. Sunday is the first day of the week. Saturday is the seventh day of the week. Anybody do any labor or work on Saturday? Actually, I'm trying to cut down. I, uh, I'm finding a lot of excuses not to do any. Uh, boy, I've got a lot of work to do. Well, anyway, that's just jokingly. But anyway, anybody do any work on Saturday and walk? Uh, Bill, I think, did you say you went fishing yesterday? Maybe? Now, I don't know how far you walked. Either two-thirds or three-quarters of a mile as far as you could walk. If you walked that far to fish, you'd have to wait till the next day. You couldn't walk back or anything like that. They had a seventh month, seventh month and tenth day of the month, Sabbath. They had a Sabbath year. And then, of course, we get into Jubilee, which is also a, a, a Sabbath. But Sabbath year, but think about that. What would it take to keep a Sabbath year? In other words, you didn't plant any crops. And you, so your crops, crops brought forth this year, you harvested, and next spring, you didn't put any crops out. And you think, okay, well, you got enough left here and everything, but what if the next year wasn't a good year? I mean, we're talking about the starvation. So what did it take to keep the Sabbath of the land, uh, uh, the seventh year Sabbath of the land? Again, by God's grace, it took faith and believing and trusting in God. Because that's what he said. It's a Sabbath of the land. And breaking it, death penalty. Uh, won't go read it, but it's something we all have heard. There's an Israelite, one particular time, he was out gathering sticks. 
on the Sabbath. I don't know if he's going to build a fire or what he's going to do, but he's gathering up sticks. And they killed him on the Sabbath. So if we, if we look at some of these examples and, and, and the Pharisees who were, they were all about the law of Moses, the legalists, they were all about that. When our Lord came and a good portion of his healing was on the Sabbath. So you can see why it caused such a stir. They didn't, they didn't understand course it's out after a lord for anything wine bibber breaking the sabbath you know anything like that they was uh out after him uh so you can see why there was this great stir whenever the lord was healing people on the sabbath and everything of course he talked to them about ox in the ditch and all that and everything so we see the sabbath as it was given to israel under the letter of the law what about today Are we under the law today? Or do we just toss it out and say, well, you're wasting your time studying about this? Are we under the law today? Are we under the Sabbath today? What, what does it mean? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? If we're under it, this letter of the law in this manner, as they were, remember, it was the death penalty. Let's go to Colossians chapter Two, as we kind of look at uh, instructions about this day and age. But used to, you'd hear a lot about people working on uh, Sunday. You know, they was going to hell. I remember as a kid, I would, a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but the farmers have hay down in the field. Of course, I worked in the family business and everything, but on Sundays, we were, we were closed back, back in those day and time. But if the farmers had hay down, it was going to rain, they wanted to get it in. I guess that was the ox in the ditch, and I'd go help them take in hay and stuff like that and uh, make a little uh, extra money uh, on Sunday, not Saturday, which would be the Sabbath anyway. But anyway, okay. So, so what, what about today? Do we just throw it out? It doesn't mean anything. Do we still have the death penalty? What? So, uh, Colossians uh, chapter 2 and verse 8. This says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So, as we look at this Sabbath, we want to say, we want to be focused on Christ. And it says, don't... Those that would uh, uh, spoil you with philosophy and vain deceit, traditions of men, get your mind off of Christ and, and, and point you in another direction. Stagger out of the way, might say. Uh, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing them uh, over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in food or drink or respect of a feast day or of a new moon or of a Sabbath day. 
which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. So the Lord gave feast days and Sabbath, and we read about some of them back there. They had, and I would like to do more of a study on that, all the different feast days that Israel had and everything, and I haven't done a complete study of that. That would be a, a good, good subject, and of course it would take a, a, a lot of time to do that. But he gave these things to Israel, and we read about the Sabbath. He certainly gave them the Sabbath. But it says, don't let, let any man judge you on that. Well, how are you going to stop them from judging you? If you're mowing your grass on Saturday or Sunday, and they look at you, and, oh, he's going to hell, or she's going to hell, who's ever mowing the grass? Because they're working on Sunday or Saturday, whichever way they would look at it. So should that stop you from mowing your grass on Saturday or Sunday? It says, don't let them judge you on that. So in other words, don't, don't let them have you focus on a day of the week as breaking this law. Sabbath, certainly, we're not to defile the Sabbath. But we need to understand what it is. Focus, where should your focus be? Don't let them uh, uh, defile you and spoil you through vain philosophies and things like that away from Christ. So as we, as we think of the Sabbath, we still should be focused on Christ. And that will become very evident. So uh, uh, did I read verse 17 with that? Which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. So these feast days and laws and ordinances and Sabbaths and, and all these things that they have said it's a shadow. It is not the real thing. And I, I'm not very good at it, but you know, you've seen people pretty good at doing these shadow things. I don't know if I can make, I don't know what I can make. I can't make anything. But, but anyway, so there's a shadow back there. I'll make a hand. Yeah, I made a hand. There's a shadow back there, but it's not the real thing. It's an image, but it's not the real thing. So that's what this is saying, isn't it? Which are a shadow of things to come. Even if we look at the Passover, uh, the original Passover, the Lord said, uh, well, one place he said, I'm sending the death angel through. Another place he says, when I come through. And he tells them to uh, uh, put the blood, take a lamb, put it up, observe it, make sure it's without spot, without blemish. You kill the lamb, you, you take the blood and you put it on the lintel, you put it on the two side posts. And he said, when I come through, when the death angel comes through, going to take the life of every firstborn. But when I see the blood... I'll pass over. So, so we've got a little lamb. They have the blood. Is that blood valuable? Well, if uh, to an animal lover, you, you may say yes. I understand that way. But is that is that blood really valuable? And the answer is no, because it says. That blood will be a token unto you. Now, a token is something, uh, I guess we don't have them too much anymore, but used to. I really like to play the pinball machines and stuff. And back then, 
I don't know if they thought it was gambling or what, but you didn't put money in. You'd give them money, and they'd give you tokens, and you put the tokens in the pinball machine. Well, if you take them tokens out and try to buy bubblegum with or something, it was of no value. So that's what a token is. So this blood of the lamb was a token. It said here that these, these days, the Sabbath day, that's what we're talking about, so I'll just focus on the Sabbath day. It's a shadow. It's not the real thing. It's a shadow of something, it says, that was to come. And the same way the, the blood was a token of something that was uh, to come. Uh, so a shadow or token is not the real thing. It represents it, but it's not the real thing. So what is the real thing that the shadow represented? This, the Sabbath says here, a shadow. A shadow of things to come. So what was the Sabbath? We understand the blood of that lamb was a token of Jesus Christ that would come and shed his blood in our true Passover. But it says here that the Sabbath was a shadow of things to come. So what was the real thing that was to come that it was a shadow of? What is the real thing that this Sabbath shadowed? Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And uh, Matthew... 12, and let's just start in verse 1. We'll read a few verses here. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the grain fields, and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck ears of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. They were... Uh, well, I don't know how far they walked, but they were picking this corn. You remember the, uh, uh, the manna? They weren't even to gather it that day. Of course, there wasn't any there for them to gather, but they weren't even gathered that day. So here, the Pharisees, knowing this, and, and knowing about the law of the Sabbath and everything, they said, we're going through these cornfields. They're walking, which is probably walking too far, and they're uh, picking this corn and eating it. And again, on the manna, they weren't even allowed to prepare it on that day. Remember, they had to boil or bake it the day before and just eat the leftovers. So, but when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, and, the, and they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread? which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them who were uh, with him, but only for the priest. Or, how, or, or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath day the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple. I'm talking about Christ. But if he had known 
Well, this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. There's a, a good clue. He is Lord even as the Sabbath. Does that mean, well, he's not under it because he's Lord of it? No, that's not really what it means. But anyway, it's a, it's a good clue. We'll read a couple more. And when uh, he was departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had, uh, who had his hand was paralyzed. And they asked him, saying, Is it not lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if he fall into the pit on the Sabbath day, will ye not lay hold on him to lift him out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath days. So, uh, as we look at this then, is a good clue that our Lord is the real thing. The Sabbath was a shadow of things to come. The Sabbath was not the real thing. The blood of the lamb on the linen on two side posts was not the real thing. It was a token representing the real thing. So the Sabbath day, as given, we read a good bit about that, it was only a shadow. And remember it says, don't, don't be led astray and, and spoiled, the, in other words, not on Christ. So the Lord is the real thing. The Lord is Sabbath. Yes, he's Lord of the Sabbath, but that doesn't mean that he's just above it. There's more than that. The Lord is the Sabbath. He is the Sabbath. He is our Sabbath. So there's no labor or burdens on the Sabbath. Only rest. Matthew chapter 11, since we're here this close, and uh, verse 28, our Lord speaking, Come unto me, all you that labor. And that's what we're talking about, only we're talking about a particular, well, lit on the literal sense, a particular day. But we're talking about labor, well, really we're talking about rest from labor, is what we're talking about. And our Lord says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So here, as we look at what the Lord told him, doesn't that fit the Sabbath? No heavy burdens on the Sabbath. You, you, don't, you just don't do these things on the Sabbath. Then here our Lord says, my burden is light. Take my yoke, my burden. So we see the Lord, not just he's Lord of the Sabbath, which he is, but he is the Sabbath. It's not, you know, not the, well, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, therefore I'm not under the Sabbath. That's not what it's saying. He's saying, 
I am the Sabbath. I am the rest. Uh, Hebrew chapter 4. Hebrew chapter 4. And uh, verse 1. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left of us enter into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Well, don't want to come short of entering into his rest. Don't want to come short to enter into the Sabbath. Don't want to defile the Sabbath, which is not a day of the week. It is rest. But it is not a day of the week. And, <coughs> and in verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached. As well as unto them. But the word preached. Did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. <coughs> so first preached unto the Jews. Wasn't mixed with faith. It didn't profit them. They didn't understand. They're still, as a nation, as, as Jews, they still look at that Sabbath as a day and a not to do any labor. That's why, again, they won't even as much as flip a light switch on labor. Well, we could go to Matthew chapter 13. We won't. Uh, some supposed to hear and understand. Some are not. Uh, verse 3. For we who have believed. Remember we said, what does it take to keep the Sabbath? The grace of God first. Understand. God works in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. So that's what it takes to keep the Sabbath is the grace of God. But we said it, it's faith, belief, and trust. The manna. You had faith and trust and belief in God that he said, okay, on this sixth day you can gather enough and it will keep until the next day you don't have to do anything. The Sabbath of the land would take even more faith. On the, uh, the seventh year, you don't plant any crops. <laughs> That'd take a lot of faith. One of the next year's bad. Well, Belief and trust and faith in the Lord and what he said. So that's really keeping the Sabbath literal on the shadow or uh, literally. It, it still takes that, that belief and trust. So in verse 3, For we who have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if any shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So those he calls us to believe and enter into rest cease from the work. As you look at the religious world, many of them, they haven't ceased 
from their labor. They're still laboring for their own salvation. It's very evident that's what they're doing. But we who have believed, believe in Jesus Christ, believe he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, we keep the Sabbath. We abstain from that labor because he has caused us believe, faith, and trust. To defile the Sabbath would be laboring for that. Well, it says here, it says, um, let me read it again. For we who have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the work was finished from the foundation of the world. That's, I'm so far behind on work, wherever, <laughs> at my work, at my home, I'm just so far behind. Uh, and I keep finding more and more things around the around home. I think, well, I need to do that, but it can probably wait till I retire. And then some of it think, well, I need to do that, but it's not all that important anyway. So anyway, uh, but the work was finished. My grass needs cut right now. I, see, was, uh, yesterday, yeah. It needed cut yesterday too, but I went to the zoo. <laughs> I went to the zoo instead of cutting grass. But it'd been nice for Bill to call me and say, Ron, don't worry about your grass. I cut it for you. Work is done. I would have felt not felt dead to him then. So but to hear the work is finished. If the work is finished, it's well, it's finished. And that's what this is saying. Although the work was finished from the foundation of the world. You have any idea what that work was finished since the foundation of the world is? Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Lamb of God, was as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It didn't come to pass until a couple thousand years ago, but it was as well as because it was God's plan but from the foundation of the world. Work was finished. So, and Brother Don Hackney one time, and I'll go ahead and tell this on him, he was teaching on this, and, and I, I'm not sure of his subject or anything like that. But he said, so there's nothing left, or he said, there's only one thing left for you to do. Work was finished from the foundation of the world. He said, there's only one thing left for you to do. And he dismissed and everybody kind of gathered around him and said, what is it, what is it? Enjoy it. Enjoy the rest. Uh, let's go on here in, in verse 4. Well, let's read 3 and 4 together. Uh, For we who have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the work was finished from the foundation of the world... For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God did rest the seventh day from all his work. And I'll kind of quote Brother Austin Fields. He says, why did God rest on the seventh day? Was he tired? That's not the answer, is it? 
For he spoke in a certain place uh, uh, on the seventh day in this way. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. Why did he rest? Finished. The work was finished. The work for our salvation was finished from the foundation of the world. We don't work for our salvation, although the world does. Uh, let's see. Verse 9. This is, may seem to be a little confusing. Well, verse, yeah, verse 9. Uh, there remains therefore a rest to the people of God. There's rest to a certain people, not to everyone. Everyone doesn't rest in his salvation. They're still laboring for their salvation. And then verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. And, and what a blessing that is. As he calls us to enter into his rest. As he calls us to understand the Sabbath. That it is rest. That the work was finished from the foundation of the world. And he calls us to cease from our own works as God did from his. God didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because the work was finished. That's the picture. And we rest in Christ. The work was finished for our salvation from the foundation of the world. And, well, if I go into verse 11, might just, uh, I won't get through it, it might confuse it a little bit. Well, you can have something to study on. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Well, that sounds kind of contradictory, doesn't it? Let us labor to enter into that rest. And maybe, Lord willing, we may take a look at this again. Uh, it doesn't contradict what we just said. But the Sabbath, part of the Mosaic law given to Israel, was a shadow. It wasn't the real thing. The blood of the Lamb was a token. It wasn't the real thing. The blood of the Lamb was representing Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who would shed his blood. The Sabbath day or days, it was not the real thing. It was only a shadow. But it, that also pointed to Jesus Christ. And remember, we read the scripture says, don't let them uh, judge you. Don't let them, uh, uh, through vain uh, philosophies and whatever, direct you away from Christ. Christ is the Sabbath. Christ is our rest. May the Lord bless the speaking every word. We're dismissed. <laughs>